0: J.D. talking Sports, it is Sunday, January 7, 2018. J.D. talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes, rate me on iTunes. Subscribe to my YouTube page. One of my videos is over 430, I think it's 438 views. Let's get to 1,000, let's do it. All right, Sean Payton, you stepped in dog fucking shit. You stepped in dog shit. Fourth and two on your own 48, you go for it, you get an interception... And the lucky thing was, this is what this is where they really they threw an interception and Mike Adams caught it. Now if he would have just batted it down, they would have had the ball on the they would have been they would have been on the same side of the field. End up they lost about sixteen yards. No timeouts left. What was there? A buck a buck fifty four and change? Thirty one twenty six are up at the time. Now Graham Ganon missed a chip shot early in the game and you can't okay, whatever, whatever. He would have, he could have, he should have. And the Saints, man, they held him. There was one pass to uh, Devin Funches, Funches where I thought he was catching the touchdown, and he got hit, Newton, on that play. And I'll tell you, any cl- if he would have had a cleaner pocket, the, one of the Saints overran the play, and he, and I tell you, I wasn't, there should have been more guys down there. They should have been playing. I'm, I'm surprised there was a one-on-one basically on the play. And Sean Payton, you stepped in shit. Kamara and Ingram came in averaging over a, what a, over a 150, some astronomical, yeah, 150, sixty a game combined, and 20, was it, 190? I think it was even that high. Combined a game, 26 touchdowns on the season, they were held under 75 yards in the game. They needed a big play before the fourth and two, and they stuffed Kamara. They, they weren't getting anything done. It was an ugly game on the offensive front. Without Drew Brees. And, man, Michael, Michael Thomas, man, from the Ohio State, is a freaking beast. First half, Brees couldn't miss. But, man, I'll tell you, I love watching Drew Brees. Uh, so, Brees goes freaking 23-33, 376, two touchdowns and interception. Kamara and Ingram have 45 yards on the ground. 45, 20, 66 total yards on the day. 19 rushes for 42 yards between the two of them. Do the math, a little over two a carry. Mike Thomas eight for 131. Ginn had an 80 yard touchdown pass, and an undrafted free agent Brandon Coleman out of Rutgers, who to me looks like who was who the, the guy after Hof guy after guy out of Hofstra. Marcus Colston, man, he he reminds me of him. He had four catches forty-four. I'll tell you, he was throwing passes. Breeze. I was like, listen, please, Saints, re- don't resign him. Let let someone let it let, let him fall in the Jets' lap. Because I'll tell you, I'll take him, and you can keep the draft pick. I love watching him play. I love I loved, Drew Breeze, to me is like watching. The game was plodding along, and then it just took off the last last fourth quarter. Freaking, how about goddamn Christian McCaffrey does a juke move on a. Uh, And he's gone 56 yards out of the backfield. He jukes a a linebacker and gone. And just took off. And his speed is astronomical. Olsen, man, had 100 yards uh, catching. McCaffrey, it's 100 yards. And Newton, on a day that starts kind of, and he got the shit kicked out of him. Threw for 349, two touchdowns. Did not have, I'll tell you, they did not give up. Now you have next weekend, you have Saturday, you have the... Eagles hosting the Falcons. And Sunday, you have the Saints at the, the the Vikings, which I'll tell you, indoor game, anything's possible. Anything's possible. And you go from there, from the first game, where 10-3, the freaking Jaguars are going to the next round of the playoffs. Blake Bortles, Tom Coughlin must have been sitting there. He was. I know there was a win. That first half, man, he was missing everybody. They stepped in shit. Tyrod Taylor the was in the in the first, I had to leave at the end of the first half. They were had a first round first down at the one yard line, and it ended up where they got a field only a field goal out of that hole. They they called offensive pass interference ugly day. Bortles over through receivers. Tyrod Taylor had Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholas's grandson wide open. what's what, what's that kid's name? The tight end out of out of Flow State? He was wide open in the end zone. Nick O'Leary, and then they have to put a Peter in Peterman at the end of the game, who throws an interception, which they said that uh, Jalen, what the hell's his name? Jalen, Jalen Ramsey didn't. That was an interception, but that's how bad it got at the end. And you knew that was like you knew when he threw it, there was going to be an interception. It was a hell of a play by, by Ramsey. They they got the job done, the defense. That offense, listen, when Blake Bortles rushes for 88 yards and leads the off, freaking Fournette for 21-57, Bortles, 12-23 of 23 for 87 freaking yards. In the first half, on the drive where they, they got three points at the Bills, at that point, the Jaguars had two first downs. They had three first downs in the whole goddamn first half. Listen, people were burning Tyra Taylor's jersey, I heard after the game, Freaking LaShawn McCoy playing with that ankle, God, dude, how he played with that ankle! And then he, then he rushes for freaking 70, 75 yards. Another forty four in receptions. God bless him, he plays his ass off. And you know McDermott's going, dude, we got to do something. And and even, even the Jaguars, they're going to go into Pittsburgh next week with that offense. God help them. I don't. That defense can play tough, but that offense isn't going to do anything against Pittsburgh. Unless Blake Bortles becomes somebody... For a couple weeks, he looked like unbeatable. But I'll tell you, neither of those teams. That was an ugly game. First six six possessions, six punts. It was tough to watch. I saw the very end. I, saw the, I had to work, so I saw the end of the game. But now you got Pittsburgh on Sunday hosting the, Jaguar, hosting the Jaguars. And the Titans, the freaking Titans, are going to play Saturday night in in new england i would love all that all the dysfunction among the patriots to lead to them to losing that game but it's not going to happen how did i do today i picked i took the bills and i took the saints so in other words i did not do very well today no i did not do well at all at all at all at all i had a i did not do a good good game picking no no i did not and how about this? Lavar Ball says that Luke Walton is lost him. I said, you know, you know what, Lavar? I mean, you really have nothing to say. Why don't you take over? Why don't why don't let, let, let's give you the reins? Let's see. It's much easier, you know. We all talk about you know Trump and all that stuff, but how about you'd like? Would you like to be president? Would you like to be coaching the team? Do you think you'd do a better job? Much easier to be on the outside looking in and saying, hey, you know what? Ridiculous. And I'm taking Bama tomorrow, fourteen-seven. And and I, I didn't I I missed this, but Joe Barry the second on in Wednesday's loss to Florida State, Ted Valentine is mulling retirement, the referee, because he turned his back on Joe the II while he protested a call during the loss of Florida State. He goes, I'm thinking about retiring. He told Seth Davis of The Athletic on Saturday, I have enough people blowing up stuff. I think I've had a stellar career and I think it's time to get ready to walk away. Davis noted Valentine was frustrated with the criticism he received after the incident and revealed the Big Ten removed him from Friday's game between Wisconsin and Rutgers and Sundays between Michigan State, number one, which lost to the Ohio State, and Valentine turned his back on Barry as the senior was arguing. He was being held by Florida State's Terrence Mann as a pass went over his head and out of bounds. Davis called Valentine one of college basketball's most recognized and vilified officials. They call him TV Teddy. He's known by now. Jay Jay uh, Billis said uh, he tweeted. He said uh, he said. Wow, an official in the UNC FSU game literally turned his back on a four-year player trying to speak with him about uh, for a dead ball timeout, and officials talk about players showing officials up. Ridiculous. Valentine supposedly, according to ESPN.com, had to be restrained during a 2014 argument with Cincinnati Bearcats coach Mike Cronin in one of the official's most high-profile confrontations. But they also highlighted Valentine has worked 28 NCAA tournaments, 10 Final Fours, and four national championship games. So this is a guy who has a lot of respect. You know what? Maybe you had a bad day. Now the problem is on social media, you cannot have a bad day because you have a bad day, everybody calls you on it. Now can't turn your back, especially on a four-year player, national champion last year. Can't do it. You know what? Listen, I work with kids all the time. Kids piss me off. They don't listen to me. Got to, got to keep plugging along. You got to be patient with them. Got to. You just have to be like you know, even if they're being a pain in the ass and they're, you want to tell them to shut the fuck up, you can't. You don't do it. You don't do it. You just go, okay, hey, you're, it's all right, relax. Yeah, they never get, you know what, it's funny. That's what, you, you're around kids all the time, you develop a lot more patience. you just like, you know, things that you, you just can't get upset. So we should look at them like kids, you know, hey, he turned his back on Dude, you're a ref, you're getting paid to ref. Guy's complaining, what, what's the big deal? Must have been having a bad day. Something must have happened. And you know, you know, in the game today, and, you know, and I get back to the the, the Jaguar Bills game, they get interception of uh, Taylor Tipball, which freaking was an amazing interception by. Who, who made that interception? Tipball by uh, Jack? Was it the kid out of UCLA? What the hell's his name? I was. It's a Jack. I always get his name confused. Yeah. What's his name? M- Miles Jack had a gr- tipped the ball tipped the Tyrod Taylor and then freaking cop- well got t- and uh well got deflected in Aaron Colvin Tipped it to himself and made this great interception. So you think, okay, momentum—they're going to get a touchdown. Blah blah. Nothing. They get minus three yards. They have to punt the goddamn ball. And he's missing on screens. Mercedes Lewis—he's throwing a goddamn screen pass too. Where you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember Mercedes Lewis uh, juking and juking guys out of their out of their out of their uh, jock straps and stuff. It wasn't pretty, man. Was not pretty at all. It was ugly. Yeah, I. Yeah, it, it was. And I'll tell you, they should have a touchdown, but Kellis Campbell, Taylor was going to the end zone and he made an ankle stop. It was freaking awesome. Listen. It, it was great. Now, the Knicks are playing right now. Knicks are up f- by four at the half. Lithuanian Lazers getting ready to go to Vancouver tomorrow. I know he's going to be watching the game. So, who's leading the Knicks? Porzingis. Hey, Porzingis has freaking 13 points right now. He's getting the job done. Cantor, double double in the first half, eleven points, twelve rebounds. You got like Jarrett Jack with ten points already in the first half. McBuckets, five points, but Kylo Quinn, man, so big guys. So Cantor and Kylo Quinn. Hey, Ernok Gomez is even getting the game today. Needle King, Needle King has three points, but the three big men today combined for freaking twenty points and sixteen rebounds. And the guy they didn't take in the draft, Mr. Smith, only five points. Only five points in the first half. I don't know what's going on here. ESPN doesn't want to work. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. (laughs) Only five points in the first. Harrison Barnes is 13, though so how about that okay so they're up 56 52 at the half the Knicks 18 to 21 coming the game let's get the win here folks let's get the win here now all right golden globes on tonight seth myers did some bashing of set uh of uh kevin spacey also weinstein he says in a memoriam in 20 years you'll be able to boom again and they said he said too soon listen they're wearing all black. He said some funny stuff. I'm happy. Sam Rockwell won. Now doesn't mean anything compared to the Oscars. But Sam Rockwell, Best Supporting Actor, thanked his uh, acting coaches, dialect coach. He said dialect coach, a dialect uh, coach of the stars. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. What did I watch today? I, oh, I tried to watch freaking. I tried to watch X Files. Shut it off. But Christopher Maloney was in a, is in a series on Sci-Fi called Happy, which is just like trippy as shit. And I wasn't going to watch it, but I, I had to see it because I was like, I wanted to see, I I, I think with graphic novel, I'll get a little excited about. And it was interesting. It was, you know, it's uh, trippy. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Paxton, no, uh, Payton, Payton. What's his name? The little guy, the little guy. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. He plays a like cartoon character. it's It's actually a pretty dark, dark uh, show. Little kids get kidnapped. yeah, Peyton and Oswald, yeah, Peyton and Oswald. It's very well done. yeah, it's very well done and you know you know what's interesting. You look at people that are casting the show and you're like did, she, did they make an addition to this or you know who you know and, and you're just like okay you know this person's really good in it but I could see someone else playing the role it wasn't like that they needed this specific person for the role I was like did they add anything but I think they wanted a little more diversity in in the role so that's why they went with the character and I'm not that okay I'm 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 putting my foot in my mouth when I talk like that it's not that they, the, it's not that there's anything wrong with the person that they played but I know someone else that could have played the role a lot better who's also would have brought diversity to the role and that's what I was trying to say because it's funny when you see someone in it and I was like you know what I could see my friend in this role or you see someone you know, you know you're like you know I could see I could play this role I, that's what I always felt when I was doing the act I said I could play this role I could do that yeah you know what you give me a shot I'll do it and I watched a thing on Seabus this morning Greta Gerwig who did Lady, Lady Bird and it made me realize that I made a film And I need to write another script. And you know what? If you wait for other people, you'll never do anything. Like with my podcast, I was trying to get other people to do it. And then I realized that, you know what? you got to do it all yourself. And if some other people want to do it in the future... But really, the the only person you really can rely on, in the end, is yourself. Because you can try to get other people to get involved. But you know what? No one's going to do it as well as you do it. Like when when we wrote the script, you know, whatever. And we made the movie. The only... Looking back... I think we could have directed the movie. We should have just went on it, movie money, the movie I made, and done it ourselves and would have hired a kid out of out of a film school and we would have done a lot better than someone who recommended some guy who when I look at movies now and I see, we had no style in this movie. We had nothing. Just very interesting. I'm learning a lot. I feel like as I get older, I'm learning a lot more. So if you get a chance, see Happy. It's creepy, but good. End of the Fucking World, which I saw on Netflix... I loved it. I loved how they ended it. Very like succinct. Boom over. And Crooked House we watched the other day, Agatha Christie movie. Really good freaking ending, man. I might have already talked about this, but you know sometimes I get a little senile in my in my forty eight years on the planet. So, what what I learned today? I learned that the Tom Coughlin is going to get a new quarterback next year, and it looks like if if Eli Manning is is uh, was listening, he's going to be. A qu- they're going to get a new quarterback next year. Because with that defense, if they had a, if they had a quarterback that could even hit 50% of his passes yesterday, today, they would have scored a lot more points. And the Bills, the same thing. Tyrod Taylor, hey, plays hard, but Sean McDermott is knows he has nothing with him, nothing with Peterman, and that defense played hard all fucking game, and they couldn't get anything out of the quarterbacks. And then you watch a guy like Drew Brees, and I'm not saying even 50% of Drew Brees would have done something in the Bills' Jaguars game. So next week, I don't think the Jaguars have a chance of hell. I think the Titans are going to play tough. Well, you know what? I think Jaguars' defense is going to step up. And they did beat the Steelers this year. So anything is possible. You know, I'm not I'm going to... But tomorrow, I think Bama's going to win. I think it's going to be a tight game. remember when I was a kid, Bama beat Penn State in the Sugar Bowl to win the national championship. Bear Bryant is the coach. I remember Chuck Fusina. I remember Tony Nathan... That was that was one of the best games I saw. I remember I still remember watching that as a kid, and that's what I look forward to. National Championship game tomorrow. Got to be up real early. Golden Globes is kind of cool to watch, and uh, I'm going to bed. All right, peace out. Oh jeez, I almost I almost shut it off before I did my trivia questions. Good, good gosh, oh my god, man, dude, do your trivia. I almost I almost blew right blew right by. Okay. trivia question from last night okay last time the bears had a pro bowl quarterback jim mcmahon in 85 did you know that 85 we are next year will be 33 years My, mitch trubisky will will break the trend he will get he will be a pro bowl next couple of years okay tonight's trivia question most appearances by a major league baseball player in a season most appearances by a major league baseball player in a season most appearances by a Major League Baseball player in a season. All right? All right, we got the National Championship game tomorrow. I'm taking Bama 14-7. We got the Divisional Playoffs next weekend. Knicks, pull it out tonight. I think I think you got Cantor playing like a badass. Porzingis is hitting. Lithuanian laser getting ready for Vancouver has to be excited. I need to go to bed. Peace out. Congratulations, Sam Rockwell. That's a great movie. See Lady Bird. I highly recommend it. All right, I got to watch the other ones. Florida Project with Willem Dafoe. I need to watch that. I heard it was really good. All right, I'm going to bed. Peace out. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.